That's fun. Hi. Uh, hello. Um, welcome back. Welcome back to Story Reckless. And thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, I am Nathan. I will be your DM this evening. I use he, him pronouns. And uh, let me kick it off to our players for their intros. My name is Claire. My pronouns are they, them. I am playing Kidam, half-elf grave cleric. Coming to hey. terms with some stuff. And my name is Olive. I use she and they pronouns, and I'm playing Lovelace Centaur. Just Centaur. Okay. 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 Cool. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, with that, uh, let us do a brief recap and then jump right into this. So, last time, our two uh, protagonists here, Lovelace and Kadam, were making their way to Marin and had arrived at this town. Their ultimate goal is to find the supposed town of Vermillion, a lost mining town with access to a platinum mine. After poking around uh, Marin a bit, they discovered some information, met some lovely people, um, met uh, a, a barkeep and uh, his uh, his employee who was frantically running around trying to keep everything in order, and a uh, small gnome who appears to be some type of... Um, not really a prospector, but someone who is looking to perhaps uh, looking for ores within the mountains in this area. Uh, after talking around town, though, you discovered that Vermillion does indeed exist, as the barkeep Lucas uh, was a resident there many, many years ago, about 70 years ago. And he was there to experience the tragedy that befell the town before everyone fled. He took a liking to uh, the two of you and gave you the location of the town on us, just like a bit of parchment, um, and gave you directions of kind of landmarks to look for as you head up into the mountains, uh, and stated that there should be mm, the remnants of a road, but very probably likely overgrown at this point and hidden. Lovelace decided to... uh, Asked this small gnome um, man, this gentleman, to join you on your journey as he may it have It would have some... been socially awkward not to. <laughs> Don't have uh, Regardless, uh, Renwin, the gnome, uh, gnomish prospector, is joining you on your journey up to Vermillion with Manfred, the human man. Uh, <laughs> the human bugbear. The <laughs> human bugbear. <laughs> uh, and with that, you set out the next morning and before you, you have this winding trail that leads into the mountains. Far in the distance, you can see the faint glisten of uh, snow-capped peaks uh, high above you. So, with that, let us uh, let us kick this thing off, shall we? So, the way we're going to do this, uh, just briefly to tell the both tell the two of you. Uh, we're going to do a skill challenge to get to Vermillion. Um, essentially, you will need to make a skill check. Uh, and if you fail that check, there are consequences. Um, you can choose any skill you wish to use. However, I will need you to justify it to me how you use that skill. So if you use, like... I'm trying to think of a weird one. Performance to navigate the wilderness of the mountains. I'm gonna know, need to know how you do that. Um, you can't just say I use performance to navigate the mountains. 
Um, the obvious ones are, you know, survival, nature, perception, things like that. But you can choose what you want. Um, basically, this will be three skill checks, one for each day. And yeah, as I said, basically, if you're trying to hit a DC, and if you don't hit that DC, there will be consequences. All right, let us uh, head on out then. So, which one of you would like to go first as you are setting out on this first day up into the mountains? Arcaeon? Go for it. Kind of like while the road is still like sort of there, more similar as I haven't had to like pick up any rocks or anything yet. Yeah, exactly. I do better on roads. We know that. I love what um, Cecilio just said. <laughs> performances. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, what would, will, so sorry, what would you like to do? <laughs> I will use survival. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty good with dried plants. And dried pellet plants look similar to plants that are alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to ignore the fact that I have never been this far south, nor at this elevation before. Um, I think, like, Lovelace, like, expects to take the lead here, just, like, kind of naturally. And then, like, this confidence of Kidam is just, like, walking up front and being like, we're going to know where to go. Lovelace is like, okay, cool. <laughs> What's really happened is that I'm following the road, and uh, I'm pretty good at seeing where the road goes. Yeah. I'm excited to see how good you are at it. Recently. Uh, 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. So, to uh, with Kadam leading, uh, Lovelace kind of skeptically watching from behind, Kadam, you were able to, as you said, follow this road, and about midday, you can um, see one of the first landmarks that uh, Lucas gave to... Um, did Lucas pull you aside, Lovelace? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, the one of the, that Lucas first gave. And you can see that the, the main road, the main trail, kind of veers off towards the south, whereas uh, this landmark, there's this kind of like uh, rock formation that kind of juts up before you and there's a little bit of like a gully that goes off off to the north uh north west and as you look carefully have i seen that before it does not look quite familiar okay yeah um but as you look off to your right you can see there the remnants of some kind of more rugged trail that is going up at a steeper elevation than the main road. So you're leading the group up this road, you just start ascending further and further into the mountains. Um, I would just like both of you to make perception checks for the day as you are traveling. Hello, Nickab. You go Eight. first. A six. six. That's a bad one. <laughs> well, oh boy. I got a net twenty. Okay. Four. Okay. Oh, I'm so busy 20. watching you pick out this road. I'm like, oh, hmm. 
I, I don't know why I'm so concerned about this today. But apparently it's on my mind. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Alright, with the natural 20, Kadam, you can see, as you start making your way up this gulch, um, winding up further and further, you get to the, the top of a ridge, and as you get up to the top of this ridge, you can see the trail kind of runs along this ridge and then starts descending back down into another valley. And far in the distance, you keep getting these little glimpses in the tree line where it looks like there's what remains of this trail. And it is winding down into this valley and then back up again over another ridge. And uh, you can also see that uh, some of the peaks far off, there are clouds kind of gathering around the peaks. Um, this kind of thick storm front, it looks like. Far off in the distance, it appears to be moving um, directly south. So you might be going into it, but um, likely that it will just pass by. But you just see these faint little in the darker regions of the clouds. And then rolling over the valley after some time, you just hear a Now, uh, is being in a thunderstorm, I assume that's more dangerous than being underneath one. I say to the general group. I've never actually had the opportunity to be inside a thunderstorm. Uh, you may be surprised. Well, uh, it's usually not a good thing to be up on a ridge like this if a thunderstorm is passing by. But um, it looks like this storm shouldn't be coming to intersect with us. All right. Uh, that sounds both terrifying and exhilarating. Uh, Renwin kind of takes a, it looks to be a wineskin out and, and starts drinking out of it. Ah, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. It's actually quite exciting when you're, when you're right up there and you can feel the elements all around you. Oh, it's just, it's really exhilarating. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I think like he said, we should be right. Yes, uh. Should be fine. Um, so, with that, the day goes on, and by by the time sunset comes around, you do see that that storm has passed by far in the distance. As you get ready to settle in for the evening and set up your first camp, um, would you, the two of you, like to do anything as you settle in for the evening here? At some point, before we get there, um, I would like to have a little bit of time to myself. Probably some evening or more in here. Um, if you all would be alright with that, with, with giving me a bit of time, uh, I would greatly appreciate that. Alright, just uh, make some noise if you get dragged wordlessly off into the night. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay within hollering distance, certainly. Uh, I don't want I don't want anything unfortunate to happen. But uh, I think I need to give it a time. 
Um, yeah, and as Monfred is kind of tall, gangly form, is like setting up his bedroll and kind of sitting down. He just looks towards you. Yes, uh, I'll keep my ears open and uh, maybe not read so much this evening. Uh, while Renrin, the little gnome, has uh, got this like really plush looking bedroll that he's kind of <laughs> sets it down. Um, in this grove of evergreens, the smell kind of wafting through, uh, and he just goes, I, I, I'm probably not going to notice, so probably rely on the two of them. But, uh, Kadam, you want to step out, uh, kind of away from the group while everybody's setting up camp? Yeah, at dusk. Okay. Whenever sunset is, which we're getting into summer, so probably like 7.30 or something. Yeah, yeah, you can see um the i mean yeah the light i mean at this point the sun is probably setting closer to eight almost eight thirty. so it's you have very long days to travel um but nevertheless as camp is getting set up and and the temperature is dropping rather quickly despite it being summer it's been really pleasant and warm your whole journey here through the uh the plains but now that you are up in elevation, the temperature is dropping rather quickly as that sun is dipping below the horizon. But as the two of you are getting camp set up lovely, so you can kind of see through the trees, the, the light cascading through and off in the distance, these very dark, deep, kind of brownish orange from the sunlight catching it as it's dipping below the horizon. Shapes of the mountains and hills kind of below you that you've now come up above. And Kadam, as you step out of this grove, kind of out onto the main road, and it drops off uh, like this cliff face down towards the uh, valley that you had just come through earlier. And you can see that ridge across the way that you were just standing at. It's very beautiful with the high contrast light just catching it, and it's this dark shape um, out in the distance. But what would you like to do? I would like to find a spot really only just out of sight of camp um, where there are plenty of evergreens and maybe a bit of a view. Okay. Yeah, you can walk uh, walk a little ways up the road and you can see that that kind of the cliff that this, this road is built on, there's a spot that kind of starts going out to what looks to be almost like a little peninsula and there's a bunch of evergreens growing out to the edge of it with a little clear patch, kind of a dried stump at the end there. I will go and take a seat with my back against the stump. Take a big breath and let it out. And take off my shoes and my belt. And just kind of address the trees. Okay. The sunset. These mountains. I'm sorry that I have been avoiding you for so long. I have been frightened. 
I still am. I just... Well, things are getting a little too direct for comfort. Or too direct for me to continue ignoring you. I don't know. I'm sorry. Can you make a religion check for me? Nine. Okay. I'm good with words, and I recognize that the times that I have felt you most, it has been wordless, and so I'm... I'm talking now, and that's because I am I'm afraid of letting go in some ways. You just sit there as the sun lets out its last little bit of light, and the sky above starts to go to a deeper purple. Eventually, you start to see little pinpricks of light appearing in the sky above you. Of a cool breeze catches you sitting here on the edge. There is no real response as the light eventually fades. One thing, though, that's maybe maybe you've seen it on your travels now through the plains, but the sky is just immense here and the stars start to become overwhelming above you as the light dissipates. You do see that the moon above is very close to being full as it illuminates the valley below you. I think I see that and kind of laugh a little bit and say loud, I know it's not your moon. (sighs) And I think, frankly, seeing that makes me comfortable enough to actually surrender. And I just lie back on that stump. And for the first time in probably years just let all of my boundaries down all of my shields all of the the barriers I have put up to make the world less loud less bright how long do you think you stay there laying there out and the elements just letting everything around you kind of feeling it hearing it couple hours yeah there's not much else other than the wilderness around you I think when I get really cold, start I not being able to. Mm, yeah. Actually, you, was that two hours you said? 
I think around the like somewhere between the 90 minute to two hour mark Lovelace picks herself up she's like Kidam's been gone a while I'm gonna I'm gonna go check on them Manfred keep an ear out if Manfred's still awake yeah he's he's sitting there kind of poking the fire with a stick see it there yeah I'll uh keep my eyes peeled and you can okay. see Renwin is just fast asleep in his little bedroll. I'm going to go, like, kind of wander in the direction that I saw Kidam go. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm not far. I'm not hiding. Yeah, you, you head out onto the road and kind of take a moment looking around, and then you can see there's just a single lone figure leaned up against that stump on the edge of the cliff. Hey. Hey, bud. You okay? What's going on? Hey. I will I will sit up and kind of draw my knees into my chest. I'm feeling miserably, it feels like. I mean, I know, I know it was a hard hike, but like you kept, you no. kept up, real good. No, you not there. on this road. <laughs> um, and Lovelace, I think you see that Kadam looks a little smaller than usual. Um. Are you still wearing all those bracelets? Talking about letting defenses down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I came out here to try and... F I told you I had a, some shit to figure out. Well, I'm trying to do that, and I don't... I don't even know what success would look like, I suppose. Maybe, maybe I am succeeding. I mean, if you knew what success looks like, you wouldn't have to figure it out, huh? Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know, Lovelace. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if there's anything I am supposed to do. Lovelace, I think, kind of hunkers down. Maybe tucks her legs underneath herself next to the stump. Yeah. Hey, hey, Kidam. It's going to be okay. You're going to figure this out. I don't know all of what you're wrestling with, but, I mean, you're stubborn. <laughs> and, uh... But, like, once you get moving in a direction, you're equally as stubborn. Like, <laughs> look at how much it took you to, like, finally leave that damn city. 60 years? How old are you? 
80? 47. <laughs> ah, you seem like a fixture. You, you really never left. Like, no. I took, a, you know, United in all of the outer city, bringing down a patriarch, meddling with the affairs of old dead gods. All right, I'm out here now. What? Ah, you keep going. That's that's the great thing about the road. That's the great thing about like not being in these cities. Like, you don't know. Like, I mean, I know the city. It's got all sorts of places. You don't know around what's every corner. But like, really out here, like, there's just like all sorts of different things that like you'd never. No mind would create. And look at this guy. Look at these trees. If it were up to humans, it would be all like in boxes and have lanes and be all mapped out. Feel another cool breeze just. And then you can hear coming up through the valley as the wind passes through all of the evergreens start to move at once and it just creates this rushing sound of trees blowing in the wind just said you make so much sense to me everything out here feels so big and wild and Frightening. It's all so beautiful. I see why you like it. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Go ahead. I bet the view once we get uh, deeper in there, like even further from civilization I don't know like there's a thing that I used to do back when uh, we were still before we came to Baldur's Gate where I would just sit and wait and like sometimes it took hours sometimes it took I don't know a week just sitting by some river but something always happens. Like, might be you see a goat on the other side scaling an impossible wall, or a salamander lay some eggs. But things are happening all the time, and we just don't see most of them. I've missed it. I've forgotten how much I missed it. I'm excited to be out here with you, Kadam. I'm excited to see what you see, little voice. You hear, uh, Lovelace? Kadam? You look over, you can see the kind of lanky form of Momfred just standing right at the edge of the tree line, backlit by the fire. Lovelace! Oh no, the spiders! 
<laughs> I, I'm and dying. See him kind of grab, grab something, grab his, he puts his big hand on, on the like hilt or the pommel of his pistol and, hey, are you making a joke? Yes, she's making a joke. We're fine. Okay, that's uh, very funny. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing all right. All right. It's getting cold. Let's head back to the fire. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I will... <laughs> With my socks, like, go back to my <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and sit back down and pick all of the pine needles out of my socks. Oh, yeah. And then put my shoes back on, grab my belt. Okay. Yeah. You head on that. Reassemble myself. Yeah. yeah. Getting back. Uh, and settling in for the night uh, in this little grove of, of evergreens. The evening goes by without issue. You've got through your first day successfully. Uh, your dreams, both of you, are uh, pretty standard. Nothing crazy happens this evening. Standard issue dreams. Standard issue <laughs> dreams. Um, no dreams of Giant worms. No, <laughs> conversation from earlier. Anyway, so you uh, get ready um, the following morning to set out, gathering your supplies. Uh, Renwin gets up on his little goat, uh, Monfred on his small horse, and or well, not small, but normal size horse. While Kadam, you have your horse as well. And uh, Lovelace, do you want to lead this day's journey? Sure. What skill would you like to use? And how will you be using it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an interesting one. Like, athletics is the best mechanically. Okay. Uh, maybe animal handling, though. That could be a little bit more fun. Okay. Um, just, like, sure. leading all of these folks' animals around. Like, it's getting yeah. a little bit more rocky. Um, okay, that sounds great. Cool, 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 cool. Let's watch me fail by two. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you roll another d20 for me? No modifiers, just a d20? <clears throat> Seven. Okay. Double nat one. Double nat one. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I choose. My choices are meaningless. So, uh, Lovelace, you are attempting to guide these animals through, and it does, the, the, the road is becoming more and more precarious as you are going further into the mountains. Um, the, the biggest trouble you are having is with uh, Kadam's horse, since Kadam is just still not the most acquainted with riding a horse. Um, the horse I've just got keeps flat planes down. Uh, you keep coming up to these kind of like steep little uh, inclines where it becomes very narrow with kind of a big drop off off to the right, and Kadam uh, Kadam's horse just keeps like coming to a stop and <laughs> um, being very uh, stubborn as you're trying to lead them up. Let's uh, go. <laughs> At one of these inclines, as you're trying to pull the horse up, this strong wind suddenly 
blows through and uh, above you and kind of around you there's what look to be these evergreen trees but they look a little different um, they're they're like pine needles are kind of almost verging on a deeper blue in coloration and you can kind of see this little bit of um, light is catching something kind of seeping out of the wood and on the branches um, probably some sort of sap but the wind blows through and it catches some of these needles that are dry and they all come blowing through, accosting the entire group. Um, And as a result, these needles start pummeling your flesh, your skin, your eyes, um, and this little bits of sap starts speckling you and immediately you can see your skin starting to kind of swell and become red with irritation. Uh, I need everybody to make a con save as these pine needles blow through and the horses are just like <laughs> uh, alright, let me roll here. Oh my goodness. So lovely, What is happening? Lovelace, you are fine. Uh, Kadam, what did you get? 18. 18, okay, you're fine. Uh, I mean, your skin does become a bit itchy, but it doesn't seem like there was too severe of a reaction. Mind um, you, my skin available is my hands and face. <laughs> but... uh, I am, for our viewers, I'm, I'm just using the stat block for Renwin. He's not actually a deep gnome. I just needed a stat block, so. Um, okay. He is fine too. Uh, and then, of course, I did the thing where I didn't have Manfred's stat block ready. Um, but as the wind blows through, uh, you are just able to kind of wrangle Kadam's horse in uh, before they go bolting, uh, and you're able to get them up over this little ridge. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think. I think. The pro- like I wasn't paying attention to my environment at all. I was just getting frustrated with the horse being like, no, Kadam, you just gotta, like the horse can tell when you're hesitant. So you gotta just like, really just like project confidence, but like, you know, with your heels, just like, come on. <laughs> and like not paying attention um, to stuff like this. I'll yeah. think really hard about being confident with my heels. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely uh, says no. Lovely says never. Lovely don't have heels. <laughs> but Lovely under- sort of understands horses. Apparently not today, though. <laughs> um, so with that, as the wind blows through, you are able to navigate this obstacle, um, getting past these trees, and are now kind of know what to look out for as you continue through the mountains. Um. By the end of the day, you've come down into this very long valley, and it looks like the what remains of this trail kind of runs up along it, going directly west, kind of northwest. Um, and far off at the end of the valley, it looks like it's starting to rise up into some other higher valley above, um, nestled between some peaks. Um, but the sun is going down Uh, and you have to set up for camp once more down here. Um, 
It's a little bit warmer down in the valley, but the temperatures still drop pretty significantly. And uh, down here, it appears that you were probably close to uh, some sort of meadow because as you're setting up camp and the, the light starts dissipating, you can hear this uh, crescendo of crickets starting to surround you and other insects and the sounds of frogs kind of uh, off kind of in the distance. Uh, oops, that's not what I wanted to roll. Okay. All right. You settle down for another evening of rest. If either of you want to do anything, you're welcome to. Otherwise, I'll uh, have you both make perception checks on your respective watches through the evening. I'm going to just jump to yeah. the perception check. Yeah, go for it. Ooh, look 22. at that. And Kadal? 16. Okay. The evening goes by without issue. Uh, you just can listen to the pleasant sounds of the crickets and the amphibians in the nearby meadow, but nothing happens. And you are greeted with another morning. Beautiful sunlight cresting above the, the mountain ridges surrounding you, and I will need uh, one of you to make another check for me. You got a good idea? Otherwise, I could just, like, athletics our way through. Could I use religion and start mm -hmm. actively looking for places that I have seen in my my most uh, spectacular dream? Yeah. Um, and just trying it out and seeing how dropping a couple of my barriers works. Okay. That's exciting. I what, like that. When you say dropping your barriers, like what? Uh, describe to me, like what you mean by that. Is it more just like emotionally, or just like trying to not be so guarded? Or I have built up over the years, like not magical as in the D and D sense, but like energetic mm -hmm. barriers against. All of the sensation in the world mm -hmm. and all of the lights and 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 like sharp sounds okay that just were so overwhelming are still can be um so you're kind of becoming more perceptive and allowing those sensations to to kind of maybe even overwhelm you since you normally are actively trying to filter those out okay yeah. okay uh yeah go ahead and make your religion check um a little higher than a three this time go ahead and make yes. it yes go ahead and make it at advantage Twenty-two. very good <laughs> So, uh, I'm, I'm curious, what do you tell the group if you're kind of leading this portion? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think mm. like, one place comes to, like, a point or something. It's like, okay, like, we're, we've kind of lost the road. Like, yeah. 
let's like stop and think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. And like, what does Kidam do? I dreamed about. I don't have specific memories of like this specific perspective, but I have been dreaming about these mountains. And as you say that, Kadami kind of look up um, at this this kind of low point in the valley, and you see where that upper valley is. You recognize the silhouette of the peak above it. You recognize the kind of faint snow-capped uh, uh, spots up on the highest reaches of that mountain. And the valley itself, that kind of uh, high mountain valley above this lower plain, it, it looks very distinctive and familiar to those visions you've been having. Yeah, up there. Probably be a pond up there. Come on. You sure? Yeah. It's a climb, but okay. Uh, Renwin's kind of like drinking his morning wine. Are we really gonna go off of a dream? Are you, um... Do Do you have a better idea? Well, I... I'm assuming, do we not have some sort of map or something? I mean, just, are, are you, are you like a cleric? Do you have like divine connections? Is that, is that what's going on here? Right, oh. you can't just ask somebody if there's, they're a cleric. Why not? It's very rude. Is it? It's all right, lovely. I didn't think it was rude. I mean, met I'm, clerics I'm not insulted. Uh, no, uh, sort of. I got some magic. All right, uh, lead the way. What are your uh, deepest held beliefs about the world, Ranwin? Oh, um, that's a good question. Instantly regret this. Never mind. Let's go. <laughs> oh, okay. What? Very uh, well. I'm kind of curious, frankly. <laughs> And Come on, you. We, you, you can walk and talk <laughs> if if you must. Oh yeah, we can walk and talk. As you uh, head out, um, going up this valley, Renwin starts to speak of the uh, values of uh, picking oneself up by the bootstraps and no! work and uh, uh, I knew <laughs> and it. The the, uh, the values of um, those at the top can bring you know bring. Uh, uh, it trickles down to those below to to to, to rise them up. <laughs> so you start um, going up further and further along this valley and making your way up the uh, this this path, um, which again is, is has these overgrown bits, but you can still get glimpses of it. And as you go up through the evergreens. You notice that the peak you are headed towards and kind of where that valley is, there is a bit of a, uh, like a mist that is kind of clinging to the valley itself. Um, and as you are rising up, that, that fog and mist kind of like starts trickling down from above and you find yourself mm-hmm. going into this almost gloomy, overcast forest. Um, and as the day continues 
and the light starts to, uh, the, the sun starts to dip lower and lower, you eventually kind of get to the top of this winding path and it starts to level out and stretching out before you through these, this thick uh, evergreen forest. But just up ahead through the fog, you make out a bit of a clearing. And both of you can kind of pick out this this dark shape in the mist that is far too angular to be a natural uh, construction. You make out... No. Uh, <laughs> you... Coming down the path, the tree line opens up, and before you, you see what remains of a village. You have found, seemingly, Vermillion. Uh, wow, my... There we go. Did we ever see that pond? Yeah, did we? No. But as you look into this village, um, it is very quiet. Uh, the buildings themselves have been overtaken by the wildlife, and you can see many of them are crumbling, just bits of the stone. Some remnants of timber are left on uh, some of the buildings, and you can see there are what appear to be these vines creeping up the sides of some of the rotting walls. Um, thick with foliage this time of year there are uh you, as you're kind of working your way into the entrance of this village you can see up in the exposed rafters there are little nests where birds and other critters have set up and kind of far off in the center of town there is uh a one gnarled tree that kind of rises up and it stands in front of this large, um, almost manor-looking building. Um, it still has a bit, uh, quite a significant portion of its roof, one area kind of collapsed in, um, but it's still pretty well intact. Let me transfer you all over to the map Ooh. so you can see Vermillion. Hold on, see the map. Uh, I don't know if I've put your tokens on here yet, so hold on. Uh, you're probably just seeing black right now, so... I actually see oh, the map I'm for seeing... once. Yeah. You do? Okay, cool. I will throw your tokens in there. There we go. You're giant! Uh, it's fine. I'll, I'll leave you about that size. It seems reasonable. Um, and we're not going to be... This just has, you know... We're not going to be, like being all super specific about your movement in here. But this is what you see before you, Vermillion. Uh, the things of note, there are obviously many crumbled buildings around, um, but the things of note are this you know, large manor kind of directly to the north of you with this gnarled tree out in front. Uh, off to your left, you can see there are a few buildings that are a bit more intact. Um, this one here, as well as this one here, look to be in better shape. And you can see probably some remnants of a sign above some of them. 
Um, and then far to uh, kind of up on a raised bit of land to the northwest, you can see there these stone graves, uh, gravestones sticking up out of the ground and kind of ominously looming in the mist. Um, yeah, that is what you see before you. Uh, and at the back of the town, it's it's hard to make out with this thick fog, but kind of it's it's more of a dark shape. But you can see towards the north, far back of the of the town, there is a uh, kind of cliff wall rising up. And I think that that's where Lucas said that the mine was. Mm-hmm. Big old cliff. Yeah. Trees up top. Yeah. And what what time is it when we get here? Um, the sun is just kind of uh, starting to set, so there's this. It, it's with all the mist and fog. It's it's kind of that like very dis, um, diffused gray light, but it is starting to get pretty dark. Um, the shadows kind of eh, becoming a bit more pronounced despite the diffused light. Hey, folks, who wants to go uh, sleep in a haunted, abandoned manor? In a strange, haunted, abandoned town as the sun's going down without uh, having time to poke around at all. What if we set up camp outside somewhere? Sounds colder, honestly. Hmm. I somehow am a little uncomfortable going into someone's house. Uninvited. Ha! What? <laughs> oh, well, no one's been here in how long? Uh, it's about uh, 70 years, I believe. I mean, to be fair, last time we entered a house uninvited, we uh, got trapped there for a couple days. It's true. What? Just so. Uh, have one of us hold the door open when we go in and poke around. I'm sure it'll be fine. Don't make the same mistake twice. And I think Lovely starts heading, like at least leading the party towards the center of the town in that this big old manor. Okay. I will follow and cast Eyes of the Grave. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Super handy. All right, uh, you start working your way towards that manor, uh, kind of cutting up through this this street um, towards. Uh, let me find. Sorry, I just gotta. There's all kinds of you know little little things I gotta find here. <laughs> so, approaching the building, you can see this grand two-story brick house. Uh, which has fallen prey to time and the elements, much like the rest of the village. It does remain in a bit better shape, and as you approach, you can see there is a heavy wooden double doors, uh, which are flanked by these dark windows. Uh, chimneys anchor the building at each corner, so there are four chimneys on uh, uh, kind of adorning this building. Their masonry crumbling quite a bit. 
Uh, in the front of the house, as you kind of work your way around it, you see that big leafless tree. Its gnarled branches kind of reach towards the sky like these twisted fingers. Uh, the rough bark is pockmarked with large knots and like little holes all over it. Um, but yeah, you can go straight up to the house. I'm going to investigate that tree. Yeah, that tree. That, that tree. Wants some attention. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Um, both of you can make investigation checks as, as <laughs> Momfred and uh, Renwin are kind of riding up beside you. And then suddenly, Kadam, you and Lovelace just Wait head over to the tree. Uh, go ahead. I, I think specifically Lovelace wants to take out a knife. And okay. kind of like poke into one of these holes and I guess like cut into the bark to see if the tree is like alive at all. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, go go ahead. Um, both of you do those investigation checks and lovely to take a knife out. Um, I just want to do a vibe check. Sure. Uh, lovely, I'll give you advantage on this since you are using the knife to kind of like using this tool to carve in and see what you can find. Okay, that, that's that's great, because all I can do with the plus zero is also a vibe check. <laughs> oh, that's 18. Nice. Um, did you want to roll as a four? Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen, okay. Um, Kadam, as you are there studying the tree and looking into the different little holes, you, you don't really notice much other than it seems to be more or less a dead tree. Uh our Lovelace, as you take your knife and carve, kind of carve slightly into it, it it's quite dry and brittle, and it just kind of crumbles out. This tree's clearly dead. Um, mm-hmm. But as you're doing that, there's a little bit of light that glints off of something uh, in one of the hollows of this big knotted tree. A little light. Let's uh, let's keep on digging. Okay, you kind of have to trot over there and kind of take your hooves to get up on your little tippy toes of your hooves to look inside this hollow. Um, It's much higher above Kadam, but looking in, you see uh, what appears to be a little pendant kind of tucked into the knot of this tree. It has a, a, um, yeah, it's like an oval pendant threaded with a thin chain. I will pick that sucker up. Like a pendant in the shape of something, or does it have like a picture? Uh, you look at it, and it uh, it's very. Uh, it looks like it's probably made of platinum, um, and inscribed on it, it says, "For Lorna, forever." And Lorna was the name of Lucas's wife. Wife, I believe. That's right. Odd that he'd leave a pendant here in the middle of town. I wonder if he did. Did I get anything from my um, my eyes of the grave? No. Okay. As you focus on that undead energy, nothing. Uh, nothing triggers. And also, he he left before everybody else, so he must have left this. And then 
Nobody else noticed this for the rest of the town? I wonder if he didn't leave this here. I wonder if it found its way here some other way. Hmm. I look over towards the graveyard. As you do, uh, you catch a bit of movement. Something seems to just dart behind one of the buildings. One of the buildings? Yeah, over by the graveyard. Did it look animal? It was so fast, you couldn't really tell. It was just like a dark shape moved behind the building. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if we return this to her? Sounds good to me. Do you still got those irises? I do. They're sad at this point, but uh-huh. I do. Well, it's thought that counts. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Hey guys, we're uh, we're gonna head over to the graveyard. Quick errand. Oh, all right. Uh, should we go inside and set up inside the, uh, this manor? I'd rather us stick together if that's all right. All right, very well. Uh, okay, they will follow you. So you want to head over to the graveyard? Yeah. Okay. Uh, kind of looping around, you you come to the entrance of this graveyard. Uh, it has this wooden arch that's quite dilapidated, but you could see at one point probably had uh, a intricate carving along it, um, but it has just been worn away by rain and wind. Um, and there's a, a kind of rusted, crooked, wrought iron gate kind of on either ed- uh, either side of this. this one one of the gates has just fallen into the grass itself and is overgrown. Uh, you can see inside all these headstones sitting at odd angles, some completely toppled over. You also see there are small uh, cairns, rather uh, rather than inscribed headstones, um, which are toward the back. And there are numerous of these, probably over... 30 of them. What is a cairn? It is a small stack of rocks. Mm. Uh, it's usually, um, I mean, it can be used in this way, but it's usually used uh, as a marker to designate, like when you're in the wilderness and you want to mark a trail. But in this case, it's being used, it seems, as a, a marker for a grave. This will be for the miners, I expect. Yeah. Um,. Did I see more movement around the building that I saw movement in before as we came around? Um, make a perception check. Probably not. Eleven. You don't see anything over by that building. Oh, that's good. We're probably good then. Uh, Lovelace will try to pick out Lorna's grave. Okay. Uh, searching through, it doesn't take long. You're kind of passing through these these gravestones, um, and you find towards the back, amongst those cairns, there is one with. Uh, there actually is 
one stone kind of flat that has been engraved. Um, and it says, Lorna Grovesner, beloved of Lucas, forever my heart. What would you like to do? Kneel down. Place the flowers on it. Okay. You uh, lie these purple irises down, which uh, they're a little little worse for wear, but they're doing okay. Um, lie them down at the, the site of this grave. And then there's kind of a soft breeze that just over this gravesite. It's like a long sigh. I think Lovely says something be like, just, hey, um, hey, Lorna. Lucas sends his love. Um, still thinking about, yeah, he's doing well. Seems like runs uh, in. Um, seems to be enjoying maybe a comfortable pre-retirement taking it easy out there they haven't forgotten you they've uh, written books about what happened here Lovelace you suddenly feel this kind of itchy sensation between your shoulder blades and the hairs mm. on the back of your neck just stand up and on your arms that's not good. Uh, the hands go just kind of slowly rests on the hilt of a short sword, and she's going to take a hard look around. Okay. Make a perception check. This is a sense that has rarely failed me. Come on. It has failed me. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong? Yeah. I, mm, I don't know. It's creepy out here. Yeah, a little. Do you want to give her a necklace back? Yeah. Um, just like where it says, like, Lorna forever, I think, rest the pendant that says that on that spot. Yeah. Rest it down. And as the two of you kind of stand there, Ooh. You hear this shriek. <laughs> this shriek oh comes from somewhere in the village. Far to the east. Sorry, are you both okay? <laughs> that was startling. <laughs> oh boy, okay. We should have played this on Halloween. <laughs> okay. Uh, hands, javelins out. Uh, well, it's like, take hover behind those walls and like runs up, I guess, to the edge of these walls and just like starts scanning. Is yeah. it uh, dark? How dark is it? It is getting pretty dark. <laughs> Are you okay, Claire? I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, go ahead and make sad feelings in those. <laughs> <laughs> make a perception check, Lovelace, as you uh, dart up behind the wall and start scanning the village. Oh, is this worth? Is this worth popping another boon? 
Dark Vision Boon? Yeah, I oh, think so. so. Yeah, it is getting, yes. Uh, so, yeah, it would be made at disadvantage if you don't have Dark Vision, but since you have Dark Vision, go ahead. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. 18 this time. 18. Okay. Uh, carefully scanning the village. You just see the dark shapes of the buildings far off in the distance and the mist kind of billowing through. You hear this kind of... And you look over towards the sound and you just see the branches of that gnarled tree just kind of swaying slightly and grinding against each other and creaking and moaning. But no movement. Nothing in the village. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mara the ranger heard me in the apartment. <laughs> I guess secret's out. I live with Mara the ranger, so they, they heard me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't see anything, uh, just the mist blowing through this empty village. Um, I cast Detect Evil and Good. Ooh, okay. Um. Can you uh, tell so, me how that works? Yeah, uh, for the next ten minutes, I know if there's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey fiend, or undead within thirty feet of me. And where it is located. Okay. Similarly, you know if there is a place or object within 30 feet of you that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. Okay. Ooh. Hello there. Graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay, so you you cast it. Um, what does this look like as you cast it? Um, I have never cast this before. Um, I think I think it is similar to uh, Eyes of the Grave, mm -hmm. but because I am so frightened, it just comes out a little bit harder. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think my eyes go silver for a moment, and a little reflective, or I suppose for 10 minutes. Yeah, sure. So there's suddenly this kind of, uh, I don't think anybody is looking at you, so they won't notice, but um, for the audience, we see Kadam's eyes kind of almost quicksilver-like, just flicker in the dim light that's in here. And then close up, you can see that the eyes themselves are almost opaque silver orbs within their head. Uh, and Kadam, as you focus, you don't detect anything in the immediate vicinity, and the grave site you are standing on does not seem to be desecrated. Is it or consecrated? Or consecrated? Or, or consecrated. No, either of those, I guess. All right. Yeah. Um. We gotta find out what's out there. We can't just wait and let it come to us. No, no, we can't. <sighs> um. Okay. Lord Lorna, I will come back. I just come say to the grave. Uh, uh, start heading out, I guess. Uh, Renwin's just kind of sitting there uh, back against the, the stone wall. Um, we'll say you left your, your animals kind of at the edge of the town, like tied up. Mm. Um, 
And Renwin's just sitting there. <sighs> okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Y'all had experience with anything like this before? <laughs> uh, not quite. <sighs> we had a vial last time that pointed towards the monster. Yeah, that's uh, true. We did, didn't we? Okay. Uh, all right. Well, okay, we got well, to like it, to do? So you have that up for 10 minutes. Where would you like to go? You heard the sound. It was kind of sourceless, but it was definitely coming from, like, this side of the village, the eastern side. I guess we start heading that direction. Just do a sweep south. South first. Okay. So you want to head down this way first? Yeah, maybe towards like through the center of the houses. Kind of like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to go right in front of the manor right now. Okay. Um, so, as you are carefully picking your way through these houses, Kadam all the while focusing um, your silver eyes, kind of scanning. When you get to probably about here, you get a ping, you get a mm. sense, an aura something coming from the building directly to the south of you uh this way all right and Um, you sense i I wouldn't it's only 30 feet Uh, when you get within 30 feet of it oh all right okay (laughs) yeah so i'm being a little loosey-goosey with our spacing here um Mm -hmm. just yeah because i don't want to get too caught up in the details of moving around this place so when you get within 30 feet of that building, as you're kind of coming around the edge of um, this L-shaped building, you suddenly get a sense of something within that structure. And you can tell what type, right? Yeah. You and get, where exactly it is. You get this strong presence of a fae coming through the walls of that building. All right. Um, I will call out in Elvish. Hello. Um. We mean you no harm. If you would like to come out, please feel free. If you don't, that's all right. What is it, Kiran? I, I don't know. Some kind of fairy. Like the dryad. Could I make a perception check for me? 14. As you're looking towards this building, uh, let's see. It, the building itself, it's a bit squat, mainly made of stone, and uh, you can see that kind of around the corner there appears to be an old sign that's kind of hanging crookedly with a blacksmith hammer on it. Um, oh. And out of one of the small stone windows, well, first what happens is you, you see a dark shape kind of leer out from one of the dark, uh, from the interior of this building. The, the sunlight is essentially gone at this point um, as it has dipped far beyond the horizon and this whole village has become quite dark. Um, 
Monfred doesn't seem to be bothered by the darkness, which both of you know this. Um, uh, but Renwin is too caught up in everything going on to notice. Uh, but you see this dark shape kind of peer out between this tiny little window. And then from behind you, in Elvish, you just hear this. You can't quite make out any words. It's non-descript. You're getting like syllables that sound Elvish, but it is impossible to hear what it is. And it sounds like it's directly behind you, whispering into your ear, and you can almost feel the breath touching your <laughs> ear, just hearing this. So it's worth noting right now. I just realized. Mm-hmm. I am Faye. Yeah. First off. So oh, so I'd be, you would you be would, pinging my senses. You would, you I would, would also be picking, picking up, yeah. And I also know Sylvan, if that's... Uh, you don't hear the whispering. Oh. Okay. So, Kadan, what do you do? You hear this, and you see this shape peering out at you from uh, inside the building. Well, my hackles go up. Um, I I think I, I don't stop looking at this one in front of me I do not turn around I know better than that mm-hmm. um I'm sorry I didn't quite catch that it d- dips down and disappears you okay kid on you see uh, something in common I f- I'm freaking out you um, sense the ping of it moving away from you and then it just vanishes Alright, um, it has moved away. And it's some sort of fey. Yep. Uh, I think Lovelace will call out and be like, Esteemed host, have we done you some offense? Please, we wish to dine and game with you in this beautiful home that you have made. Are inhabited. You just feel the hairs on your arm kind of stand up. Sure, don't like that. In common. <laughs> Do we continue moving toward? I don't think it's gonna be good, but all right. Tink, 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 tink. We're hearing this from inside the blacksmith. Hearing this sound coming from across the way to the east, something metallic just echoing through the alleys. Okay. Uh, Love voice takes point. Okay. So, you have to kind of work your way around this, um, it looks to be like a a terraced part of the village, um, as you walk down the street and start curving up towards that sound, 
uh, Kadam, you get another ping as you're starting to curve up, and it's coming from the south, the house directly to the south of you. Another Fey? Another Fey. Do I have a sense as to whether it's the same one? Make a... Sure, make a perception check. That seems fair to me. No clue. It just, yeah, it's it, you, it's hard to make out specifics. It's just another fey creature to the south of you. All right, we've got the same friend or different one over there, and I I, I gesture without looking. Okay. And uh, you keep on heading up. Uh, when you get to about here, oh, you're you're, you're muted. muted. I'm gonna try to sneak up on it. I'm so quiet. Okay, make a stealth check. Nice. Are you gonna try to pull and he- pull ahead of everyone? Like you're stopping yeah. everyone? Okay, so everybody stops a little ways away. Go ahead. Guidance. You can add Guidance a D4. Plus, plus one D4. Yep. That's twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh... Man, our rolls have been all over the place today. It's almost like it's a random number generator. <laughs> okay. So. You moving towards the sound, it's this building directly to the north of you, and you come around the side, you can see the opening, the door is just completely gone at this point. Weeds kind of cascading out the front, um, and you can hear within tink, 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 tink. What do my dryad eyes see? Make a perception check. Making us make an awful lot of those. Mm-hmm. Nathan, my boy. Mm-hmm. 23. Wow. Okay. What do my dryad eyes see? So you look around the corner inside of this room. The sound is kind of coming from the back corner, uh, southern, southwest corner. And looking over there, you don't see anything. There's no movement. This this whole in- interior of this building is just uh, rotted furniture with thick grass growing up in portions between the floorboards. And there's nothing there. As you scan the room, there's a rotted bookshelf, rotted box, and then the box suddenly kind of and you look back and you can see there's something hunched on top of this box that was kind of blending in with the wall and you hear this slight uh you hear in your head just directly behind you that and this is the first time you've heard it but you hear this and then you hear a This thing is just kind of crouched there, just barely making out this small humanoid shape in the dark. How can I help, I say in Sylvan? Hey, come, come closer, please. Please, 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 please. Lovelace approaches. Okay. You. Step I would like inside to the building. Make sure I can see Lovelace. Okay. 
the you, entire time. You see Lovelace disappear inside the building. So I'd like to kind of swing around. Are you uh, attempting to be quiet about this? Sure. Okay, make a stealth check at disadvantage. And what would you like Monfred and um, Renwin to do? I want them to stay with me. Okay. I want them to stay where they are. They're fine. They will make they will make stealth checks as well. That's a two. (laughs) Jangle, jangle, jangle. I'm so good at being quiet. So good. I don't know what you're expecting. Oh, I never really expect to roll double digits. Uh, just ignore the sudden deep gnome that has appeared. I just needed a stat block for for Renwin. (laughs) Oh, not great. A wild deep gnome appears. Um, okay. So, Lovely says, you are pushing inside this building towards this figure. You see its head, or the shape of its head kind of quickly move in a direction as you can hear this the distinctive sound of Kadam's jewelry as well as the kind of low muttering of Renwin speaking just I just just want to get some platinum I don't understand it's okay Um, we're here to help They're, they're with me we're here to help how close do you want to get to this thing No, I'm a fool. Um, Ten feet away. Okay. Pike distance. So, Kadam, the the three of you carefully making your way around to the front of the building. I'm just going to assume, if you want to be somewhere else, let me know. But I'm assuming you kind of go across the street to where this tree is to kind of try to be stealthy. Uh, as you duck down and look across the way, you can just barely make out the dark shape of Lovelace carefully moving deeper into the building, becoming harder to see. And Lovelace, as you get closer and closer, it, it kind of twitches its head towards you, and you hear this and that whispering behind you, ah, yes, please, 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 please. Uh, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as you get right up close to this thing. I am a fool. You don't have time for you to come save me. Uh, seven. Okay. The thing at the back of the room, as its form is becoming more crystallized, you can see these kind of elongated limbs, uh, little, like, it looks like there's almost bits of hair kind of coming off the back and the arms, but as you get closer, its form seems to shift. Um... I need you to please remind me. Remind me the name of oh, someone gosh. in your life. I don't want to. I'm trying to be like uh, the person that I know that in your life. The person that Kadam helped you with <laughs> at the beginning of their life. <laughs> helped me with. I should oh. just yeah. Uh, what is that? I name? have it written down. This somewhere. is what I'll say. I'll be visual about it instead of being okay. weird about it. 
Um, <laughs> thank you. Yes, so you see this this shape of this thing. You become... Um, you see it sort of kind of shift and almost like it's made of shadow itself. It, and then you see a frightened, tiny little centaur pushing up into the corner, kind of pushing against the wood, uh, and it looks exactly like Cinnamon, this small child centaur. Oh, no, you don't. Um, Oh, no, you don't. You don't go there in my mind. You are frightened of whatever this thing is. And then this 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 form kind of pushing against the, the wood, uh, you watch as it just kind of turns into misty shadow and disappears. And it seems to be gone. Lovebase is frozen stock solid. Uh Kadam, you catch movement to the north, something kind of quickly darting away and then disappears rapidly behind the house to the north. Can I... You just see Lovelace Lovelace standing standing there. there. Yep. If she isn't moving for maybe more than... 15, 20 seconds, I'm going to start approaching. Okay. And at your jangles, Lovelace will turn and walk back towards you. Alright, so we'll probably meet in the middle of the street there. Yeah. Okay. You alright? What did you find? Thing. I could see inside my head. Speaks, it has us to help it, but also, and then for me to come closer, but then also formed shape to keep me away and ran away. Or, uh, I don't know what it was for. Formed shape. I'm getting a lot of mixed messages from this thing. It asked for your help. Can I make some, I don't know, arcana or nature check or something? Fey creatures that can invade dreams, can transform. Uh, yeah. They either do need or want you to think they need help. Uh, you can make, uh, yeah, you can make an Arcana check. It's caught. Um, Arcana fourteen. Nothing's coming to mind. Um, the best I'll give you is that. You you would know that fake creatures, you know, are known to t- play tricks and can be tr- kind of tricksy. But this is kind of a different level. This is more cruel. Um, well, I don't know. Is it like? 
I, for all I know, fair. these creatures could be doing their very best to try and get our help. That's fair. Then yes, this is this. Then that is yeah. There's a better way of putting it. This doesn't come across as a trick. Yeah. Um, and as we are approaching nine o'clock here, uh, with the four of you standing in the street, and your uh, your sense of um, your spell is starting to come to an end, uh, you start to pick up a ping behind you, and the house behind you, and then another one, and the house to the southwest. And a third in the house to the northeast. And uh, you suddenly see Renwin just go, Ha! Ah, 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 Lovelace! Kadav! Buffred! And he starts backing away from all of nope, you. Just stay with us! Buffred! Renwin, ah, stay ah. with us. And he's just seeming to not be able to hear you as he looks around frantically and starts bolting uh, towards the east away from all of you and that is where we will pick up next time <laughs> uh, okay so thank you everyone <laughs> uh are both of you okay? Um, I'm sorry about the scream. I wanted it to be, I guess I wanted it to be scary, but I hope that wasn't too much. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been jump scared in D&D before. <laughs> I mean, it felt like kind of a cheap trick because I just made a loud sound, but, you know. Are oh, you both okay? Bad. I will be. This is messing me up, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I am kind of freaked out right now. <laughs> and we're surrounded! Should, should, should I dial it back? Is it too much for... No? Good? We could also talk offline, but Not this sure is... Yet. I just wanted to, just for our audience, as a DM, this is what I like to do. So, here's a little peek, I guess. Um, I, I want to make sure the players are having the experience they want to have, so... Um, I am still having fun. I am also scared. Okay. Which okay. is not generally fun for me. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let's let's talk let's talk a bit offline to, to kind of like figure out a balance. Um, cuz I do, you know, I do if if it's all right with both of you, I do want this to be it is supposed to be spooky and scary. Um, but I also don't want you to be so scared that you're just not having fun and you're uncomfortable. So. Totally. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> All of you are doing well. Great. Okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, so yeah, real quick, we will be streaming on Thursday. Uh, it's gonna be yeah. super casual stream. Just gonna do map building and hanging out and talking. Um, honestly, I don't even know what kind of map I'm gonna build. So I would be totally down if our viewers want to just be like build something like this or give me an idea, or if the two of you want to give me an idea. Um, super down for that. But yeah, we're mainly doing it so that we can, if we so want, if we want to do it, we could achieve um, an affiliate level. I, I don't know. We still haven't decided if we're going to do that or not yet. But it's exciting nonetheless. So we're streaming on Thursday. Yeah. Come <laughs> uh, hang out with us. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. 
Uh, and see you on Thursday, hopefully. Bye. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs>